You're listening to the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports, hosted by Zach Case and Joey Palatsky. Welcome into episode 15 of the season three of the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports. This episode is headlined by an interview with Anthony Van Fossen and Ryan Enos, members of the Oswego State baseball team. I'm Zach Case, co-host of the podcast, and I'm alongside Joey Palatsky, my roommate at SUNY Oswego. Joey, how's your week been? Great. Got on my uh, my first lacrosse commentating the uh, the other day, Tuesday, with Landon Mauricio over at the Laker Turf. We had ourselves a great time over there. And we got the stickers coming in today, too. We're going to get into that a little bit, maybe on uh, social media. We'll talk about it a little bit. And um, big things ahead for the 104 Sports Report. Yeah, shout out to uh, Sticker Mule for getting us our stickers. We got 20 of those things, now only 18, because obviously the laptop's I uh, have some new uh, stickers on them, but uh, yeah, welcome into another episode of the podcast. This is episode 15. Crazy to think that we've pumped out 15 of these babies uh, now in, in the spring semester and in season three, and uh, it's been funny. We got plenty more uh, coming later, but welcome back to another episode, and obviously, if you missed episode 14, we have a new website, uh, 104sportsreport.wordpress.com. You can find all of our podcasts on there, along with some more information about Joey and I. And uh, all of our social media accounts too. Uh, podcast platforms. You can uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker. And all of our season three episodes are on there. All of our interviews we did at the beginning of the season, along with our uh, game recaps and previews, you can find them all there. And we are a WNYO affiliate. You can uh, listen to the radio station at 88.9 FM in Oswego or online at WNYO889.org. And you go ahead and listen to all of our uh, WNYO podcasts. Plenty of different content out there, plenty of different podcasts, pl- plenty of different uh, talent members doing them, uh, and a lot of good stuff on the website there to find the podcast. Episode upload schedule, Monday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, we, we're going to hit our stride with this upload, uh, so it looks like we'll be in the clear for this one, and uh, you can find all of our episodes uh, when they get announced out on Twitter uh, at the 104 Sports Report. Leave messages or voicemails at 315-216-7593. Questions, comments, concerns, that's 315-216-7593. And really, uh, to to talk about it, we haven't had anything, no feedback, kind of disappointed. And uh, I guess it really is what it is, Joe. Yeah, no one uh, one wants to call in. No one wants to leave questions, comments, concerns, whatever it is. So we're just going to sit here and give you the uh, the updates on Lakers sports. And, I mean, I guess it means we're doing a pretty damn good job. So, you know, if there's if there's no complaints, we're doing solid. And, uh, you know, that's, I, I, think that's, I think that's good stuff, for being honest. No one wants anything changed. Yeah, so uh, obviously we're going to continue to do our job, and we're going we're gonna to push on here with the 104 Sports Report. Uh, episode 15 topics. Let's dive right into this one. Week recap on women's lacrosse. Two games, one at home, one on the road. And then we're going to head into men's lacrosse. They played Nazareth on Tuesday. We'll get into that interview preview with Ryan Enos and Anthony Van Fossen, and then we'll send it over to that interview. Uh, Joey did a great job on that. Unfortunately, I could not uh, make it, uh, but Joey did a great job talking baseball, talking uh, talking a little ball, uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. I, I just listened to it, and I can't wait to give this to you guys uh, on the 104 Sports Report. Week recap for baseball coming uh, up after that, and then we'll hit over to softball. They played Buffalo State on Wednesday on the road in Buffalo. So let's dive into it now on the 104 Sports Board. Of course, uh, I guess I'm your in-house lacrosse guy, even though Joey tampered with it this week. You did it too. 
We, yeah. we both got a cross game under our belts this week. I got a text at 11 o'clock at night the day before saying I'm on the call on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, yeah, well yeah, let's really talk about these games because uh, two losses, actually, for the women's lacrosse team coming into this week, undefeated, 3-0. and They go to Geneseo on Monday. They lose 22-9. to Geneseo really uh, taking care of business there. They are nationally ranked in the polls uh, in the number 13 uh, uh spot in the nation or whatever uh gets the w there so they'll win in the suniac west matchup oswego takes their first loss of the season geneseo went on a 12 goal run in that matchup and oswego really got shut out uh in terms of their offense their offense was nowhere to be found in this matchup just to go over some quick stats logan castiglione two goals one assist for three points three points uh and, and Cela wiley two goals one assist for three points cameron sherman for two goals that which, which gets us two points there. So a lot of players had not a lot of points. Uh, you see the Wiley averaging a crap ton coming into today's or Wednesday's contest against Clarkson. I think she was averaging 5.75 points per game. And I can only imagine what that total was heading into this game before Geneseo. So uh, a disappointing loss on the road. Let's go over the Suniac West standings real quick, though. Brockport is in first in the West with a 4-1 and one record. Geneseo is in third or in second, excuse me, with a three and one record. Oswego in sec or third with a two and one record now. And Fredonia one and three and Buffalo 0 and four. So Joe, really give us some thoughts on this and in the standings. Uh, we thought Oswego could get it done against Geneseo. That could be uh, the top seed really fighting out. But Brockport still sticking around and now leading uh, the conference. I think it's looking like a very strong. I mean, we thought it was going to be a really strong one, two, three between Brockport, Geneseo and Oswego. And I mean, it, it, it the the Geneseo game. We'll see if the Lakers come out stronger, or you know, we were hoping they would come out stronger today against uh, Clarkson. I'm not sure how how strong Clarkson was in their 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 other games, but nonetheless, Brockport and Geneseo seeming to be a little bit of an issue for the Lakers, and still still a, a, a few games left for the women's lacrosse team. But third place, they got some ground to make up. They're gonna have to knock off Brockport or Geneseo once or twice. So the thing here with this one is they've already played for Donia. They've already played Buffalo state and they already played Geneseo. You're going to have to play Brockport twice. Are both the Geneseo games out of the way. Only one, one. only so one, only uh, one between for Buffalo and Geneseo. That's how we're here right now with the stack up Brockport. Who's currently four and one comes in us. We go on Saturday. You have to sweep Brockport. Huge tilt. Or you have to split with Geneseo and split with Brockport. And you're still not even in probably with that. So you gotta, you gotta do something. You either have to sweep Brockport or hope by a miracle that they split with Geneseo next time they see Geneseo when they come to Oswego. And then you still might not even be into the championship. Yeah, so you, you don't want to leave it in the other team's hands. You want to get, you want to get the job done yourself. So we'll see if definitely um, and Brockport's that's going to be a tough matchup. I'm going to skip over uh, the Clarks and stuff just to keep it in within the, within the conference. So let's uh, preview real quickly on the 104 sports court, this matchup Saturday. No, one real, real quick. Let's just say 18 to four loss for the Lakers against Clarkson. Let's just put that in there. Yeah. We it's, might as well just say it. So yeah. I guess today or, or Wednesday, they hosted Clarkson. It was an 18 to four loss. The only reason I was going to skip over, it was a non-conference game. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, you're also coming into Saturday's game now. Two-game loss streak. Two-game loss streak. Uh, those three games that you beat could get wiped away here with another loss on Saturday and go three and three on the season. Seal Wiley with a hat trick, three goals for her. Logan Castiglione 
had one assist. Isabel Lembo, one assist. And Julia Kirk with one goal for her second career uh, goal uh, as a Laker. So not a lot of stats from this game to pull away, too. Obviously, only four goals. And those four goals coming in the second half. Clarkson coming into this game was one in five. I guess the Liberty League, we thought uh, that it wasn't that good of a conference. I guess you can say they're a better conference than we thought. Uh, obviously, us being SUNYAC individuals, we're not really into the Liberty League, and we don't really know what's going on over there. We only see Clarkson once a year. Uh, so Clarkson takes care of the Lakers. They go 2-5 and five on the season. And, and now let's look at this game. Obviously, this, this preview here with Brockport coming up. Uh, this is a big game on Saturday. It's going to be a one o'clock showdown at Laker turf stadium. I'll be on the call with, uh, Thomas Turgeon, uh, for WTOP 10, Joe, I don't know what you, are you doing shout, anything for that game or no? no. Shout, shout out to Bubba. Definitely not listening to this. No shot. The Bubba, the Bubba Turgeon. Uh, so the two of us will take care of business at, uh, in the press box. That's going to be a big game though. Brockport and Oswego. We talk about Brockport really holding first down right now only because they played two more games, but at the same time, uh, Oswego, you can't fall behind. I mean, Brockport and Geneseo. Oswego already has a win over Brockport. That, that, uh, that one Brockport loss is to the Lakers. So April 2nd, um, Oswego went to Brockport and beat them. Brockport right now is, um, this is going to be Oswego's first game against Brockport for the, uh, the women's lacrosse team this year. So obviously Brockport at the top of the standings, four and one. Oswego, this will be a big win with a uh, a few consecutive Suniac West games coming up, and uh, I think the Lakers really need this one to get to get things back on track. If you're the uh, if you're Cela Wiley, Britt Howard, and this uh, women's lacrosse team, this this game Saturday is huge at Laker Turf. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you there. And, and Brockport coming in this contest with those five Suniac wins already, or those five Suniac games already, and and you look at it and it's just like. Okay, now we're getting into this into the season. We're probably halfway through now, and the playoff picture is set. It's gonna be between really. It's gonna be between uh, the Brockport, Geneseo, and Oswego, and two spots available. Uh, let's break down uh, Brockport's schedule so far. They lost to Geneseo to open up the season in conference play. They beat Buffalo State by a huge margin, eighteen to five. They beat Fredonia twenty-one to four. Uh, they beat Fredonia again, so they're done playing Fredonia, and they swept Geneseo, fifteen to seven. Scary team. Geneseo is nationally ranked, That's so sad. Brockport swept Geneseo. They beat them fifteen to seven the second time around at home. Uh, the first time, Wait, no, they lost. No, they lost, lost to Geneseo. Okay, sorry, my bad. So, so they, they split. split it. So they split. So really, Oswego needs a sweep or split. Yeah, I mean, the, the Lakers going to have to get something done. Uh, us, us, I mean, yeah, I think that helps both Brockport and Geneseo. They each got a win there. It's not like they're going to leave the door open for the Lakers if either of them, if there's a big gap between first and second, if Brockport sweeps Geneseo or if Geneseo swept Brockport but with that split, that might help each other out. And uh, Lakers going to be playing from behind a little bit here. Few uh few Suniac West games left. Saturday's going to be a big game to start it off for them. Yeah, because roughly you're going to play for Donia and Buffalo State again. Those are two easy wins you have to take uh, because, you know, Fredonia and Geneseo are beating them. So uh, and then you go into Geneseo. Geneseo is going to come home for the last Suniac game of the season, last game of the season, possibly your your last game. If you're Cameron Sherman or, or a senior on this team and then Brockport, uh, you're going to go on the road, play them at some point in the next coming weeks before Geneseo. 
So basically, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to reset here, get a win on Saturday, hopefully. Uh, and then if you don't, then you're really behind the eight ball. You're already kind of behind the eight ball now. Yeah, playing from behind them in the middle of the pack. Brock, Brockport and Geneseo both have that leg up at four and one, three and one, and um, got to beat the best to be the best, as they say. So we'll see how the Lakers fare on uh, on Saturday at Laker turf. Definitely have to agree with you here. We're gonna dive into a men's lacrosse recap here on the 104 Sports Report. They hosted the Nazareth Golden Flyers on Tuesday, and Naz comes out, beats them once again. They're 19 and 0 against the Lakers, and with a final score of 15 to six. The Lakers could not get their first win against this program, so that will have to come at a later date. Stats on the game, Lucas Sayoch with three goals, Jack Delaney with two, and Dan Doolin with two assists. Uh, so plenty of scoring from a few guys, a couple multi-point games for a couple of these guys, but only six goals on the board for offense, and Kevin O'Donnell got lit up on D. So uh, I, I know this wasn't a conference game. We're going to briefly touch on the standings here. Geneseo up 2-0. Cortland 2-1, Brockport 1-2, and and then Oswego 0-2. So coming into this matchup Friday, they're also taking on Brockport. Uh, That start time is going to be 4 o'clock at Laker Turf Stadium at home. Uh, All-time, Brockport leads 9-11, and and Brockport's only Suniac West win came against Geneseo to open the season. So uh, really, uh, for Oswego, uh, a a lackluster performance, still have not gotten their first win yet. They're 0-3 on the year, and they need to get their W here to stay alive, basically, uh, coming on Friday. I just want to correct you real quick. You said Brockport's only Suniac West when came against Geneseo. It was against the Lakers. Yeah, um, sorry. That's what I meant to yeah, say. This, My uh, apologies. The, yeah. Well, I was on the call for uh, for the Tuesday game against Nazareth, and Nazareth came in at 1-5, and five, and it was looking like the, the Lakers have, from here on out, it's Suniac West, and they needed a win to get things going. But right now, 0-2 in the Suniac West, and things are still going downhill for this men's lacrosse team. Got to turn things around Friday against Brockport, and um, we'll, we'll see how they fare then. But my, my hopes aren't too high for them to do anything or to make a run in this uh, in the Suniac Conference, make a run at the championship. Yeah, they're they're just hopeful that they make it at this point and, and maybe get a Suniac win because at this rate, it's not looking good, and they're in a tough division, no doubt about that. We, we got to give them credit there, but at the same time, you got to show up. You haven't seen these teams in over a year now. You think, you think they readjust from looking for the Suniac chip to look, hey, let's just go out there and just try to get a win on the season? No, because I think that would just turn in. It wouldn't be a, hey, let's get a win. Let's look for development. I think you titled it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Same idea, fair. but you go out there and develop instead of looking for a singular win or something like true, that. True. So, uh, yeah, this is what we got for men's lacrosse. They're going to play on Friday. Hopefully they can get a W. We'll see what they do. Uh, I'll do you doing graphics, I think, for Friday's game. So uh, in the studio. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. So heading over this interview now on the 104 Sports where Joey sat down with two of our Oswego State baseball players. Uh, Joe, I'm going to l- let you take it away and uh, preview this interview on the 104 Sports Board. Yes, yeah, so Zach and I really couldn't decide between a hitter or a pitcher for this Oswego baseball team. The now 9-1 and one Oswego <sighs> baseball team. The boys are sick. They're, they're, they're a bucket. Um, I don't think you use you didn't use that right, but it's okay. Yes, um, I did. They're a, a bucket's a basketball term. I know, but they're still a bucket. But that doesn't carry. That doesn't. Translate I don't know, buddy. It doesn't translate. Um. So yeah, Anthony Van Fossen, Ryan Enos, uh, Anthony Van Fossen, the pitcher from Endwell, New York. Ryan Enos, this the uh, the infielder from Orris County, New York, and um, 
Eno and Van Fossen actually both playing in the league that I'm interning for this summer. Anthony's going to be with the Oneana Outlaws and Ryan Enos with the Utica Blue Sox. Joey thinks he's so sick. I mean, I was talking with him before the interview. Like, yeah, we're both uh, Ryan Enos actually going to PGC. You should, get a, you should get a picture with him. We'll see. I mean, it's just going to be – I mean, I'll say hi to him. It's just a few guys. I don't, I don't know. know. Just, just, just guys a couple dudes. boys see each other after they win another Sudiac. It's, I mean – Ooh. Let's, let's see if um, I know you talk about it on the interview. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this this baseball team, it's uh, it's they, they start the season, you know, eyes on the Zuniak. They've won three straight, and Van Fossen, you know, is going to be key parts in making it four straight, nine and one right now. And this baseball team is looking real good, five and one in the Zuniak West. We'll dive into their to their um the week re- the the week recap for baseball after this interview. But uh, Anthony Van Foss and Ryan Enos, big-time contributors for this Laker baseball team. So you're listening uh, to the Ryan Enos and Anthony Van Fossen interview on the 104 Sports Board. We'll be right back after this quick one. Welcome into another interview on the 104 Sports Report. Zach couldn't join us today, but I'm joined by Ryan Enos and Anthony Van Fossen from the Oswego State baseball team. We couldn't decide if the hitting was better, if the pitching was better, so we decided to just have both you guys on today. Um, let's just get right into it here. Question number one, this is for both you guys. You're both upperclassmen on the team, and you've been around the, some successful Oswego baseball teams. Um, how does this team feel early in the season compared to the SUNYAC championship teams you've been on? Um, I think we have the potential so far. Um, I like the way we've been hitting. Our pitching's been good. Um, I'm interested to see how we compete with higher level teams like Ithaca, Fishers, Cortland, who have had success in the past. I think we're trending in the right direction right now. Um, we're seven and one. We got a good record going for us, and uh, I'm excited to see where we'll go. Yeah, I agree. I think this is this is definitely the best start to a season that for any of the teams that I've been a part of. But I would just say uh, one of the biggest things is that we got a lot of leaders on the team who have been had that experience that you've been talking about with those SUNYAC championships. So. We got a lot of guys who know know what it takes to win in those big games and those down the stretch. So it's just good for us to be around the younger guys and just mesh. So we should be be rolling by the time we get to the end. Yeah, uh, Anthony, you talked about real quick. You talked about the um, stacking up against not you know non conference opponents, really good teams. Um, how, how do you guys obviously with the new Suniac West stuff this year? How are, how are you guys liking that? And with the um, I mean, just talk about like the, the in conference stuff. Um, it makes it a little hard. To, I mean, because we usually face Cortland a couple times during the season, and while they're in the East and we're in the West, it's kind of hard to uh, see like how we compete against them like right now, since we'll probably end up playing them later in the season in the expected Suniac Championship. So we only have three in our division with Fredonia and um, Brockport. So Austin Brockport are right now at the top of um, the standings, and I'm interested to see how we face up against Cortland when that time comes, because it's been our schedule is basically all non-conference and a few SUNYACs, only the SUNYACs in our division. So we're missing out on those games like Cortland. Well, we're playing Oneana, but we're missing out on Cortland, who competes with us, I would say, arguably the best in recent years. Ryan, do you want to talk a little bit about that too? Yeah, no, I just think it makes the in-division games in the West more magnified. So we already split with Brockport once, and then we just played for Donia this last week. So those games are always huge for in-conference ranking and standing so the next time we play Rockport it'll probably be for to decide who's the one seed on our side of division so those will be big games coming up we just got to get prepared for them 
Yeah, I think you guys so far, so far you're looking pretty good. Uh, Anthony, you've allowed one run on four hits and 11 innings of work this season. Um, what's been some of the main causes to, to coming out of the gate with, I mean, pitching so well? Um, I'll attribute one. The main thing is my defense behind me. Um, the defense, our defense has been spectacular. Um, every single time ground ball, I could pretty much expect an automatic play, fly balls, everything. The defense has been tremendous. Um, our pitching caller, um, uh, Luke Olson has been calling my pitches, um, since our coach has been around as well. Um, I think he's doing a tremendous job. My pitching coach and some of the other coaches calling pitches are doing well. Um, my off speed has been working real well. My slider and changeup combo has been very good and I've been mixing in Two seams been spotting up where I want to, and um, ball spinning on my hand pretty good. I'm feeling confident on the mound. I feel like I'm getting some good jumps and good velo, and um, I'm gonna keep it rolling. Yeah, no, you've been off to a great start, and uh, Ryan, you've also been off to a great start, hitting 519, 14 RBIs. Uh, did you just keep doing with what you've been doing every off season? Did like the longer off season help out, or did you do something new over the off season? I pretty much uh, did the same thing. So I was always hit with my dad and my uncle for the off season, but I just think it's, we've been waiting so long. It's just now we got finally got a chance to do it. So take advantage of our opportunities. And I think our offense has just been, I think the biggest thing is we've been real confident lately. They always say hitting's contagious and it's just a good feeling going up to the plate right now. Cause we just feel like everyone's going to get a hit. And then as soon as you get on, you feel like you're going to score. Yeah. You said that, uh, you know, you guys haven't played in so long. Um, it's your first time playing with no fans. How have you guys been liking that so far and adjusting to it? And I mean, just talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, the energy that the dugout's got to bring every day too. Um, I think it's, a, it's very different because we don't have, well, we don't get too many fans in general anyway, if there's no COVID, but the absence of fans really does play a little, it does play a huge factor kind of because you bring the energy from like the parents who get really intense, who get loud and it kind of sucks away a little energy, but the team just needs to be, like that makes the team have to be more vocal, which I think we've done a great job away games, home games all around. I think we've done a good job staying on our guys, you know, encouraging our teammates to do well. And I think we'll continue to do for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think Anvan just summed it up perfectly. Now we got to bring our own intensity, which we've done a really good job of and just being really enthusiastic throughout the game, never get too down, never too high, never too low. So it's just been good as a as a whole. Yeah, next question, uh, Ryan, for, for you here. So how's it feel? You know, you, you did say hitting's contagious. Your lineup's averaging over 11 runs per game. Just talk about top to bottom how strong that lineup is and how comfortable you are, you know, in the, being being a significant part of it. Yeah, I mean, I would just say our, our offense has been really dynamic. I mean, we could do it for power. We could do it for speed. I mean, I love hitting where I'm in the lineup because it feels like PT and B. Frank are on base every single time and they, they'll just steal second steal third so I'm always hitting with runners in scoring position they're always giving me a good spot and then top to bottom I just say we got a lot of good hitters and they put together some good at bats and compete against everybody so it's, it's just been fun to be in the lineup it's, it's contagious like I said earlier and just a lot of confidence going up to the plate right now yeah you said PT and B Frank so just for the listeners I'm going to clarify Paul Tamaro Brendan Frank that Ryan's yeah, talking yeah. about there they, they hit one and two yeah, yeah, the, the table setters that line up, that whole lineup's been doing great so far through the first eight games. Uh, Anthony, you you know, there's been so many guys contributing to the pitching staff, both the starters and out of the pen. You've done both so far. Uh, talk about the excitement about seeing your staff mates succeeding or having so much success when it's not your day to pitch. Um, yeah, I think we do a great job in the offseason, you know, stretching out our arms, doing a lot of arm care. Pitching staff's great. Pitching staff coaching-wise is great. And uh, whenever – 
like I transitioned from a reliever to a starter. I just kind of transitioned to a starter past couple games, but um, I, I'm very confident in my staff. Whenever I get taken out, when whoever throws the next game, um, I think we're doing very well. And I'm uh, confident that every pitcher who goes in on our team is going to do well, do their job, you know, get guys out. Um, Landers is very big with pitching and he knows the game more than anyone I've ever seen as a coach pitching wise. So we're behind a tremendous coaching staff and it allows us to you know, perform for him and perform for the team do well. Yeah. So last question here for both of you guys, obviously seven and one right now, what, what do you guys attribute to, you know, you guys are off to such a hot start. What do you guys attribute that seven and one record to? And I mean, you know, that there is a one loss on there against the Suniac West opponent. How do you guys think you can improve in the coming weeks? leading up to that uh, Suniac West playoffs? I'd say the biggest thing has been our preparation going into the season. Uh, we were kind of delayed a little bit more than everyone else with uh, COVID and our facilities not being open. So I think we just have done a really good job of getting ourselves ready and being prepared for when the season actually did start. So as soon as the season started, we were already feeling good and rolling. And then I would just say to improve, I think, that loss came on the first, our first day outside in a year. So, I mean, we're definitely going to be more experienced and we've seen their, their guys, we know what they got. So we'll be able to prepare for them better next time we see them. Oh, you guys didn't have any outdoor practices bef before the Brockport games? We had, no, I think we had a few. We had like a week's worth of practices, like a few hours here and there. Yeah, we got to use the turf a couple of times, but it, I mean, the weather was pretty bad. Leading up, I think we got like two or three outside days, but we weren't out like full practices. They were just for like 30, 40 minutes at a time. Yeah. Anthony, do you want to take that same question too? Sure. Yeah. I would say in order to improve, I think we'd have to just take it day, game by game, you know, not let in a doubleheader. Let's say we beat a team by like 10 runs. We can't come out flat the next game. We got to like keep the foot on the gas. Every game is a new game. The opponent could, um, one day we might beat someone, they might come out, you know, hot and we got to be prepared for that and I think we definitely will we got to win as many games as we can going forward which I'm very confident that we will every game every pitch by pitch and I think we'll be in line to be very successful come playoff time all right that's going to wrap it up Ryan Enos Anthony Van Fossen two of the main components on this seven and one Oswego State baseball team guys thanks for joining me Welcome back from that interview with Anthony Van Fossen and Ryan Enos. We want to thank them for coming on the podcast. Obviously, a great interview, getting some insight on their season and talking to the two guys, really, that are just having a ball out there on the field. So, Joe, let's dive now into this week recap with baseball. I'll let you take it away once again, our in-house analyst on baseball and softball. So, uh, Joe, take it away. Yeah, doubleheader Clarkson on Wednesday. The Laker bats still rolling, 17-13 to win and a 9-4 to win. The, eight, the win streak's now up to eight games. Uh, in game one, Oswego was up 7 nothing after five innings. Clarkson came back and tied. It was 9-9 after seven. The Oswego bats showed they get it done in the clutch. 9-9 tie. They go for an eight-run top of the nine to blow the game wide open, and they needed some of those insurance runs after Clarkson made a comeback in the bottom of the ninth. 26 hits on the day. The bats just keep rolling. Uh, Paul Tamaro, 5 of 8 with four runs. He was 5 of 6 in game one, just set the table. Ryan Weiss, friend of the podcast, four of eight, six RBIs, all of them coming in game one, part of that 17-run effort. Hit his first home run of the year. He went for yard. He went yard, Ryan Weiss. He went yard, Joe. Dropped, dropped a bomb for the Wojewa Swigo over <laughs> Three runs, 
Uh, Ryan Enos, also another friend of the podcast. Now, this baseball team, just uh, we love them. They love us, apparently. And um, they're going to got their eyes on the Suniac, too. Ryan Enos, three of seven with a double, six RBIs. You just heard him in that interview. And they're tied for first with Brockport and the Suniac West. Both are five and one in the conference. Uh, Sunday, doubleheader versus Trinity College. Out of out of conference opponent. Out of Connecticut, Joe. First team Hartford. to come in. Hartford, Connecticut. First team to come into Oswego that's out of state since the COVID-19 pandemic. Interesting little fact there. Just a little, just a little fun fact, you know. I mean, first team to come in Oswego State. I mean, you could just say this season. But, yeah, you can't cancel um, the past two seasons. First team in over a year now to step into. You thought we would be saying that for like the Oswego hockey team because they play a lot of -of out-of-state opponents. But no, we're talking about the baseball team. The late addition to the schedule, Trinity College. They literally, they literally asked, I think the coach asked Trinity to do it on Tuesday. I'm wondering why they got it done in two days. They probably don't want to go a week without, without live action, especially with Suniac West matchup coming up. I I understand that. You're just going to throw a, throw a non-conference in there. Just toss her in, right? I mean, the, I know they got Rochester's around the corner. I'm not sure who else is coming up for Laker baseball team, but Trinity College coming up. Uh, Trinity and Oswego have only met once down in uh, South Carolina on the spring break trip, March 20th, 2019. Trinity won that game 11-7. to Trinity's also on a three-game win streak. They come in at 5-3. and three. They're looking for their first road win, though, though. They haven't, they haven't played well on the road. They have a long two. bus trip. Long bus trip. Hartford's probably about five hours. They're coming. That's going to be Sunday. That's a haul. I'm wondering if you leave Sunday morning or if you leave Saturday night and just stay the night. I don't think they're allowed to stay the night with COVID. So, okay. I mean, it's a day trip. Okay. So you get here at noon, five hours away. That puts you, what, 6 a.m.? Yeah. And then you you leave, you leave Oswego probably around six. So you're leaving Hartford probably around six, seven. You're not getting back till midnight. That's a long day for Trinity. And you have classes on Monday. Yeah, that's true. It's a Sunday game. For the love of the sport, boys. For the love of the sport. Student athletes, student comes first. The Trinity College Bantams. The the Bantams. You know, yeah, they have a fighting chicken as their mascot. It's a uh, chicken, dude. It's a rooster. We'll see if. uh, I feel like we're trash at Trinity. They're pretty good, though. In hockey, they're pretty good, too. They're usually ranked nationally alongside Oswego in hockey. So, I mean, this is an interesting little game for the baseball team. Eight game win streak. They're trying to make it, you know, nine and ten. But on the other hand, it's it's a little late addition. Wednesday, you know, Wednesday edition. Coach says, "Hey, we're playing this weekend." Um, non conference too. Let's just hope the Lakers stay sharp. I mean, this baseball team is nine and one. I'd expect them to stay sharp. I'd expect nothing but probably. I mean, I'm going to predict it right now. I'm going to say a couple of double-digit scoring games for the Lakers. Definitely, week. definitely. So, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap up baseball. It was a fun to talk to the boys, and it was a fun to little little recap there and get ready to go against Trinity College from Connecticut. Three friends on the podcast now, three friends from the baseball team. A lot. No, there's – there's well, there's there's well, guys that haven't been, been on, on the, podcast. the podcast, but there's guys that also are on Twitter. I see the baseball team too much on Twitter. I know Paul Tamaro likes my articles. Yeah, I know he's in there. So many people. Paul Tamaro, uh, Ronald Loomis, one of the pitchers. Yeah. Who uh, who's back? He he had a rough start, but he's back now. Yeah, we got friends of the podcast. So uh, so uh, let's head into softball now. A doubleheader at Buffalo State. I actually watched a little bit, Joe. I talked about it on the nightly news broadcast for WTOP ten. Uh, I'll give you the score updates here. Game one, eight to five win over the Bengals. Game two, a nine to seven win. Over the Bengals, it was a close one in the bottom of the seventh inning there for the doubleheader. 
and uh, the the Lakers really getting a job, uh, getting it done. So, Joe, what do you got on this? Suniac West matchup, three-game win streak now. Uh, the Oswego softball team split the the, the doubleheader at RIT uh, a few weeks ago. It goes on an 18-day pause, dropped uh, both games of a doubleheader at Geneseo. Thir- uh, first game of a doubleheader against Brockport, 0-3 in a day and a half. Win the second game. I was like, hey, a little momentum swing here for this Lakers softball team. They took it right into today, out to Buffalo. 12 hits in each game. This offense starting to figure things out, just like that baseball team. A double, a triple, and three home runs for the Lakers in game one. That adds up to five extra base hits. And that's going to help. I mean, obviously, it's gonna that's, that's big for an offense. Um, they're second place in the Suniac West, though. That's the biggest thing. With a three and three record, they're in second place. Yep, they were they were one and four at one point, and then they've turned things around. Three game win streak. They're looking real good, like you said. Um, second place, they're three and three. Um, softball team's looking pretty good. It looks like they're starting to figure things out at, at the right time. Uh, stats in the day: Zoe Menning, say her name literally every time we talk about the softball team. Four and or four for eight, four RBIs, four runs. She had a triple and a dinger in game one. And uh, she had two of those five extra base hits for the Lakers. Samantha Morgan, four of seven, two runs, five RBIs. She had a home run in each game today, too. So showing the long ball, the Lakers did three home runs of the day, two for Morgan, one for Menning. And Taylor Dubois, four of seven with a double and three RBIs. Lots of, con- lots of contributions from this Lakers offense. There were um, a few girls with multiple hits in game one who didn't do too well in game two. A few girls that did it the exact opposite way around, but. Those three girls. It's a whole the, team uh, effort then. Team effort coming in that doubleheader then. Yeah, Menning, Morgan, Dubois did the uh, did the best between the two combined games. Madalena Rubel, what did she do? Three for five in game two. Hey, friend didn't of the podcast. Well. Yeah, friend of the pod. It was there were quite a few bats from this Lakers offense that either did great in game one and not too well in game two the other way around. But uh, Sunday, looking ahead for the Lakers softball team, Sunday doubleheader versus Fredonia. Who's third place? They're two and two in the Suniac West. That's going to be two and four o'clock over at the Lakers softball field here in Oswego. I'll be producing that one on WTOB 10. Really? I'm the man that runs it all. Little, uh, little soft, big weekend in, uh, for some Oswego sports on Sunday. There's a lot there Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And then Trinity College now added to the schedule for baseball. So that's, that's Sunday. That's six games from Friday to Sunday. Huge weekend ahead. Big weekend ahead for us. We go, I don't know, besides this, baseball's in first. Everyone else is either middle of the pack or towards the bottom. Everyone's in fighting contention besides men's lacrosse, but they're still alive. Yeah, no one's eliminated yet. Yeah, We're still, so, still a little early on. So, uh, Suniac West standings for softball. I'll read them off real quick before we wrap up the episode. Geneseo, three and one. Oswego three and three, Brockport, Fredonia both two and two, and Buffalo State two and four after taking the loss today to Oswego. Uh, the softball team shocking me. I'm not gonna lie. We talked about it before the season. They've kind of they don't have a big roster. Underclassmen are all over this this roster too. New head coach for the first time she's ever been a head coach, and they're and they're I wouldn't say they're shocking me, but they're. Oh, they're exceeding expectations on my level. Not to say they're going to be bad, but I didn't think they're going to be in the position they are in right now in the Suniac play against some good teams like Geneseo, for example. So uh, Oswego getting it done. Hats off the softball team. Hats off to the players we talk about almost every episode, really, for them. Zoe Menning. She's, Unbelievable. She's in my psych class. Unbelievable. She's uh, So a lot of, lot of athletes out there 
doing some great stuff for the Lakers. And I think that's going to wrap up our episode here. Episode 15 of the 104 Sports Report. A reminder to watch all of our Season 3 episodes. Uh, and you can check them out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Breaker. Uh, we are a WNY affiliate, and we also release all of our episodes Monday and Thursday at 3 p.m. For the rest of the semester, player and coach interviews, I think we're going to do one uh, once a week. Uh, so we'll do it that episode Thursday. You'll have an interview probably every uh, every Thursday. You'll have an interview. Social media at 104 Sports Report on Twitter and Instagram. Joey, what's yours? Joey Palatsky on, uh, on Twitter. And uh, before we wrap here, the sticker contest. What we want to do here is we want to grow our social media, but we want to give you guys something in return. So we made these stickers. Uh, we bought these stickers. Uh, excuse me. Stickermule.com out of Albany, New York. Shout out. So uh, shout out to them doing a great job for us. Getting them back rather quickly, to be honest. I think it was a week or week and a half turnaround. They're beautiful stickers. They're great. They look really good on my laptop. And uh, so really, this these stickers, I think we're going to do a giveaway on our Twitter. That's at 104 Sports Report. We're going to post the sticker. You have to retweet the tweet and follow us. You have to be a follower of the podcast. If you're already a follower, you can still enter, but we encourage you to be a new follower. You know what I think we should do right now, Zach? You tell me, you tell me if you agree. I think if you've made it this far, we're at the end of the episode. If you do a quote tweet with um, – we should come up with, a, with like a code word or something. If you you're, made it this far. Hashtag your main source for us, we go sports. Yeah, if you quote tweet, hashtag your main source for us, we go sports, and that giveaway, you get two entries. Yep. You made it this far yep. in the podcast. If you quote tweet it with that. So official rules, official rules. I am going to post it on Friday. It's going to be a tweet with a picture of our sticker or multiple stickers. You have to retweet it, follow us. And if you make it this far, quote, tweet that tweet and say, hashtag your main source for us. We go sports. First letter of each word has got to be capitalized. I, I, it's not that big of a deal, but yes. Big. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you will get two entries. I'll make sure your name's on there twice. I'll spin the dial around. And uh, we'll pick our winner and we'll either mail you a sticker. I will buy an envelope and stamps. I will do that for you guys. Shout out to Steve. Uh, shout out to Steve. And uh, and then we'll also, uh, or if you say you're on campus or say you're a buddy of the pod, we'll just we'll just give it to you in person with right. COVID, COVID uh, restrictions and everything. We could go on Instagram live when you spin the dial. Too. I kind of want to do that. That'd so be, that'd be electric. So uh, thank you for listening to the 104 sports board. I know this episode is pretty long. So a uh, shout out to everyone that's made it this far. We appreciate your continued support of the podcast. We would not be here without you guys. Just want to point that out there. Joey and I would have given up a while ago. Thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to episode 15 of season three. And uh, of course, go Lakers.